Good evening, everyone, or good morning, if you're listening to this in the morning. Or in a different hemisphere. (laughs) (laughs) You really struggled for that one. I forgot what it was called. Today, we have a very special guest for you, John, who is using the name John to remain anonymous is joining us to talk about his job his job at PetSmart Mm -hmm. so that is super exciting let's go Mm -hmm. okay yeah John thank you for being here yeah thank you for having me and John we told the viewers a little bit about you, just that you're here to talk about your job. Yeah, so do you want to just tell us where you work? I work at, uh, I work at a PetSmart. Okay. Um, I work in the pet care field of it, so I pretty much, my job is to take care of the animals, and it is also when customers come in to buy animals to try to educate them on what they should and shouldn't do and that sort of thing. Nice. And how long have you worked at, at PetSmart? About a year. Do you like it? Yes and no. Um, there are definitely days where, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm getting a chance to help people because you stop somebody and you tell them, you know, that thing you're buying in your cart is going to kill your pet. But there are other days where, you know, you also see somebody walk out of the store with an animal and you're like, oh, I don't feel good about that at all. Now, tell us a little bit about your animal life. You have a lot of um, companion animals, as we call them. Is that right? I have a, a really hard time saying no to anybody in need when it comes to pets. So a lot of the animals I have are just, you know, they've come into the store and they we get we get a lot of our reptiles specifically from a breeder who PetSmart uses who's pretty crappy and a lot of them coming in bad shape. Since I've started working there, I've actually been trying to get my own you know, I started rescuing reptiles and next thing you know I have like six lizards, three tortoises, on top of the four cats and all the guinea pigs and birds and everything else we already had. <laughs> and a chinchilla. And a chinchilla. Aww. Who can forget him because he is loud. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say your passion is the reptile, the scaly, slimy and scaly? I love everybody, but yeah, definitely I have a special place in my heart for lizards, for sure. And have you always? I did as a kid. Um, I had a couple growing up as a kid and they never really made it very long. And I was young enough that, you know, my parents were doing the bulk of the care. And now that like, you know, I'm an adult and I take care of my animals myself. I see where I went wrong. But like, it's a lot of the things that I think that, A, you know, the internet is a wonderful resource for everybody because you can't really trust most big box pet stores to tell you the proper care, unfortunately. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like what PetSmart sells, reptiles, exotic reptiles, um, you know, fur, fur babies, and everything like that. Shut up. Oh my God. So you said that you're, um, you're the animal caretaker there. 
I am one of them, yes. Okay, does that mean that there's some people that aren't, so there's some people that only do, like, the registers and stuff? There are absolutely people who only do the register. In fact, I used to be one. So then did you have to go through any sort of specific training to get your position? There's, like, a little, like, stupid... Uh, I don't know what to call it, but like any, a lot of jobs have them, you know, like the little online class thing, watch this, scroll through this, take a quiz. Okay. But PetSmart doesn't really, I mean, I I was lucky. My manager, she's wonderful. I have a lot of good friends who work in that spot too, who are all very passionate about pets and have taught me a lot, but I've also, I've done a ton of independent research myself to get to the point where I'm at. And it's unfortunate, but most PetSmarts do not do that. Wow. Okay. Um, so were you, so you pretty much know about all the small animals that they sell, like from the lizards and stuff to the birds? To be honest, they don't really do a lot of training for them for most people, but yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much when I'm there do that whole department. Okay. Even the fish? Fish or, as well. Ooh, okay. Is there a separate class for each animal? Like, okay, if you want to work with the fish, you have to know X, Y, Z. If you want to work with the birds, X, Y, Z. No, there's not. There's, like I said, it's that one little quiz. And then if you're lucky, you know, you have a good manager who teaches you things. But there's really not a whole lot there. Can you, do you know where the animals come from? Like, do the... The fish and the mammals and the birds all come from the same place, or are they coming from different suppliers? So everybody comes, for the most part, from a different supplier. Um, the fish largely come from a PetSmart hatchery in Florida, but there's a couple other places. The birds and mammals come from a company called Companion Pets, I believe. Okay. And then the reptiles come from Reptiles by Mac out in Ohio. Okay, now without revealing, we don't want to reveal our locations, but, you know, we, um, we all live in a different state than those that you just mentioned. So how, how do they go about getting the animals from Florida to the state that the Petco or PetSmart is in? So they're shipped in like, they're shipped in a container. It's like a, a styrofoam cooler, essentially with, you know, air holes. And then there's like, animal cups inside of that and that's for like you know reptiles and arachnids and such fish are similar but they come bagged in you know large bags of water with whatever school they're from and then birds and like the different mammals all come in boxes like one per box or generally speaking no um the smaller animals it's usually a couple per box i mean there are a decent sized box, but it is still a box. And it's going through the USPS. Nope. It goes through, I believe UPS. Okay. But a, a general care, like a male courier. Yes. It's not like a man who's driving that one truck with the animals. No, they're not a specialty delivery, which is probably surprising to a lot of people. Hmm. Do they come when you open the box? Is there like food and water in there or is it just empty? So to tell you the truth, it depends. Um, Mammals and birds, there usually is. 
they don't ever pack reptiles with food because you can't really they can't digest it without a heat lamp so it wouldn't really oh. be safe um water is also no there is it's definitely not the ideal condition for an animal to be in to be honest with you yeah. i just i can't wrap my head around how that even works because you get something in the mail and you see how banged up it is and like it's broken i i just i don't i don't get it <laughs> How is it possible that that they, they don't just all die? To be honest with you, I don't really know. I mean, I've opened the boxes plenty of times. Everybody usually seems pretty okay. I think to tell you the truth, the way they're packed, the reptiles tend to take the journey a little bit better than a lot of the small animals do just because they, they're packed a little bit tighter. You know, there's, there's heat packs and stuff to keep them warm. So generally speaking, there's no room inside of their little cooler for them to move around. But like hamsters and such, you know, they're in a box. They can slide around inside the box. They definitely seem a little disoriented when they first get to you. Have you ever opened the box and found um, a dead or injured animal? Yes, a lot, to be honest with you. Um, the, The reptile company in particular has a really bad habit of sending animals that are not doing well. Oh, like they, they were sick when they when they went out? There, when I first started like doing pet care, there was a lot of time with um, where they were doing it with bearded dragons, and now we're getting a whole bunch of ball pythons that way. Do you think it's because they're not doing well on the journey, or they're just sick from the get-go? To be honest, I especially ball pythons, they're really overbred, and I think it's just a case of, you know, profit over animal health, unfortunately. Okay, so how many shipments do you get per week? Generally speaking, there is one for fish, one for reptiles, and then one for the small animals and birds. Although that's not counting feeder bugs, which is technically another shipment. And how, so one basically per animal a week? Yes. And how many, how frequently do you find one injured or dead? To be honest, it's not all that often where it's immediately noticeable, but like when an animal gets to us, generally speaking, they have to be isolated for two weeks before they can be put on the sales floor. You do that? Yep. Um, The only exception is actually reptiles because most pet smarts don't have enough room to isolate reptiles because they take up so much space. So that's really where I think there's been a big issue noticed. Okay, so they come on the shipments and then you put them in in the isolation room, but they're all isolated in the same room, right? So wouldn't that defeat the purpose anyway? Sort of, but they're all kept separately. Everybody in there is, they're with whoever they shipped with in whatever box they came in, but they're separated from whatever other animals until we can make sure they're healthy. In separate and enclosures. They're kept in like a, a rack system that's pretty similar to what you see out on the floor. Okay. So they don't, it, it doesn't happen frequently that you open the box and one is like dead. It's happened a time or two. Um, that is more common with hamsters than anything else because yeah. they get put together a lot and fight, but no, not really. Well, I, it just surprises me that they don't die from like shock because they're so susceptible to stress. Right. 
I mean, and maybe Sarah can speak a little bit more about that, but yeah, wait. So the injuries from the deaths of the hamsters you think are from fighting, not from stress. Like you've it's seen a little both, to be honest with you. There's definitely been a lot that I've seen that came in with like wet tail and other health conditions. But yeah. nine times out of ten, if we have a hamster problem, it's because they fought. Huh. Okay. And they just put the so does your store um only sell one gender? Yes. Uh most pet smarts, at least anyone I know of, only sells male or female. We're we're an all-male store, but that also only applies to specifically the small animals. So like hamsters and guinea pigs. Everything else. Mice. Yeah, I mean every all the mammals, I should say. Everything else is too young to tell generally when we get it. Okay. So who's who's separating them by sex? The supplier is taking yes. have you has there ever been a mistake? Like have you ever had a female by accident? My store, no, but I've we have like a whole PetSmart Facebook page and it's definitely happened on more than one occasion. Hmm. Has there ever been like a pregnancy by accident? Yes. A lot of a lot of pet store employees end up with guinea pigs or hamsters or what have you from that reason. <laughs> mm, okay. And are you allowed to sell the babies? No. Because technically you would be, but most managers instead don't because the paperwork to add them in would be a lot. So what do you do with them? An employee takes them home nine out of ten times. What about the tenth time? I'm unaware to be honest with you. Okay, let's talk about sick animals. What, uh, so let's say a, a customer goes into the store, they're looking at the small animals and they're like, oh, that hamster is sick. Like, whoa. The, the employee comes over, takes it out and says it's going to the vet. So if we notice an animal is sick, we have two, we have two separate isolation rooms. One is the new arrival room. That's where all of our animals have just got it. Uh, come into and then we have an isolation room with another you know set of enclosures where we put anything that's sick and we keep them there we observe them we give them whatever medication that we're qualified to give them but they either go to our in-store vet or a separate exotics vet if our store vet can't see them and every store has a store vet as far as i know at least most of them do but some don't have banfields some don't have what Banfield is the name of the, the PetSmart vet. So then is there an exotic, there is an exotics vet that you do, like that you are affiliated with? So it's actually not an affiliated one. It's just one that they take them to. It's actually the same one I use for mine at, in my store's case, but. I, I don't know how and what other pet smarts do that, to be honest with you. But your vet in store is not an exotic vet. No, not at all. So they are like a dog, cat, primary physician, and they're expected to look at a hamster and be able to tell what's wrong with it? Generally, the only thing they do is... They'll, they'll communicate with the vet we take them to and they will take care of the medicine. So like if our vet, if the vet we go to suggest something, they will supply the medicine. But as, that's as much as they do, generally speaking. And how frequently do you 
take a small mammal to the to an exotic vet the the pet care manager who is responsible for it but like i said she's a personal friend of mine and anytime we have one that there's any reason that needs to go to the vet she takes them and and her on her dollar or no petsmart does petsmart okay, does so, pay for it. so so your store manager take will ensure that the animals are going to a vet but you're saying that that's not common as far as i know it isn't based on some of the other pet smarts i've been to that um like i i don't think it's something that a lot of them put a lot of thought into i went to a pet smart um remember the hamster story mm-hmm. yeah so i was you know looking at the small animals and there was a hamster that clearly had wet tail and i wanted to buy her because obviously and they wouldn't let me buy her and they assured me she was going to the vet and I was and I asked them which vet and they couldn't give me any information and then I called the next day and they were just like we can't give you any of the information um and they wouldn't let me buy her and I just thought that was fishy to tell you the truth that is fishy (laughs) um whenever we have somebody like a customer comes up to me and says hey this guy looks sick they go in the back and if, if we haven't noticed, which usually we do, but like if somebody asks us to follow through on something like that, I mean, we actually will take back a sick pet, get it to vet care if we sold it and then sell it back to the customer after it's healthy. Oftentimes. I just, I don't, I, I gotta say, I don't buy that. Yeah. You sound like the, like a good one, like a good pet smart. I feel like all the ones I've been to, would not do that a lot of the times to tell you the truth people buy something because you got to think you know we see it for two weeks they come in they buy a pet it starts to get sick and they don't want to take it to the vet but if they bring it back to us and we say no and they don't take it to the vet what are they going to do with it you know so i i mean that's why we do it but i mean again that's a personal thing it's not it's definitely not the company policy. What's the official company position re- with regards to a sick animal? You have 14 days to make a return. That's it. No, I mean in your store. Like, Our like store, it, it, it hasn't been sold yet. What is the official company policy if one of them is sick? As far as what the company's supposed to do, to be honest with you, I can't even tell you. I just know what we do. Huh. I have to imagine it's probably get them to a vet if you can, but most of the the stuff is basically watch them. But nine times out of 10, you know, I'm not, I know a lot about reptiles, but I'm not a vet. So you won't get in trouble. The store wouldn't get in trouble for not bringing one to the vet. I don't think they would. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, every time someone's come in to like audit or review the store, it's all the superficial things they care about, unfortunately, not the animal care. Hmm. Like what? Can you like the lighting and like how clean it is? Maybe not even. Probably how clean like the aisles are, but not the enclosures even. I would be lying to you if I told you we didn't have one that literally comes in and looks under the shelves. Um <laughs> the biggest problem I'm having with them right now is that they go by like you know, PetSmart has like a set manual of how things are supposed to be done. 
And a lot of it is really bad husbandry techniques that are just old fashioned. And like like picking them up by the tail. Or like for reptiles, red lights, for instance. So we're supposed to have red lights in all of our nighttime enclosures. Well, when we have one below, I intentionally don't replace it. I leave the bulb in there, but they're bad. They're bad for their eyes. They don't like having it on at night anyway. Darkness. Yeah, because it, they they used to think that they couldn't see the, the red light, but they can, and it just keeps them up at night. Okay, can we go back for a second? You sell mice, fancy mice? Yes, we do. Do you know how much they are about? I want to say it's about $7.99, but I could be wrong about that. Okay, so a customer... A customer comes in and is like, I bought this fancy mouse a week ago and it has a tumor. We'll bring that fancy mouse that cost $8 to an exotic vet. They would. I don't actually know how the budgeting for that sort of thing works. But yeah, if there's a medical problem that can't be treated by, you know, observation and, and the minimal care we can do, they will go to the vet if whatever store manager's there happens to take it back in. Basically, what you're saying is your store, it just so happens that your people actually care, and a lot of pet smarts wouldn't. Pretty much. The person who's yeah. in charge of our pet care loves animals, yeah. so we yeah. do everything we can. But I would imagine that if you had a manager, like some of the managers I have, it wouldn't be that way. So, yeah, I feel like a lot of customers wouldn't even know to do that, though. Like, say they bought a hamster, they got sick, they're just they wouldn't even bother bringing it back to go to the vet. I don't know. I've had a lot of people come in and like talk to me about their pets and say, (laughs) you know, Oh, I don't want to take this $20, you know, hamster to the vet. And, you know, I always tell them like, that's no different than taking your dog or cat to the vet, even though it costs less. Like you, you you have an animal, you provide care for them. That's, that's it. But and are they receptive to that? Have you had people like say, oh, yeah, and agree with you? Or are they mostly like, no, it's a $20 hamster? To be honest with you, there's it's a, it's a mix. I mean, I'm, I'm one of the more argumentative people who work there because I'm always trying to get people to do the right thing. But oftentimes I... <laughs> I think we covered a lot of um, the animal care route and like sicknesses and stuff. Um, like health problems. That's what I meant. I can't speak. Um, so say, have you ever, you know, not recommended a product that they sell and told them to go elsewhere? So like, for example, a hamster cage, if a customer comes in, buys a hamster, they want a critter trail, for example, would you tell them not to get it? Or is that like against you obviously shouldn't because you work there? Um, how do you handle that? I personally play it a little fast and loose with that because whenever it comes to animal care, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't make commission. And even if I did, that it's irrelevant. If somebody comes in and they want an animal or they have an animal, I point them to the best thing for the animal, whether we carry it or not. That's mm-hmm. not what the company necessarily wants you to do, but I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to give ground on that one. Hmm. So let's say let's say somebody is has the dinosaur cage. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Um, 
I think it's called like what's it called? Dino Tales, Fairy Tales, something Something like that. They made a new one. It's like a fire engine. Like it has lights on it. It's atrocious. So, do you say like, don't buy this? Yeah, I very often do. Um, Especially with the Critter Trails are one of the biggest, the biggest things like that. And the other big thing like that are just some of the tank sizes and then some of the the light bulbs. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that because, you know, people like us, we read 18 million blogs for hours to know like what the best thing is because we we had um a surrender of three red-eared sliders so me and sarah both on the computer like what kind of lighting what kind of heating pad what kind of blah 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 blah, what water temperature and you go to the store and everything that the blog was like do not buy this is there so it's like it's very confusing Mm -hmm. i have literally stopped people in, in when i see them in the reptile aisle and i will Generally, I recommend a company called Arcadia, which is like the top line of reptile lighting that we don't carry. And like, <laughs> I'm at the point where one of my managers who's not good friends with me is eventually going to catch me doing it and I'm going to get some slack for it. But I'm not going to take, oh, well, my animal's dying and of, you know, metabolic bone disease because I can't get the proper lighting because PetSmart sells coil UVB bulbs that don't produce any UVB. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. We, I mean, we can yeah. talk about that all day, but. Yeah. It's like people, you know, and like you mentioned, you only had to take a little quiz and probably not even every PetSmart requires their employees to do that. And people think that everyone's an expert when they walk into PetSmart and they, they trust that people are going to give them the right information. And a lot of times I feel like they don't even have the right information themselves which is sad yeah i've um i've gone to a lot of other pet smarts and seen some of like the animal care there and been like what are you guys doing you cannot do this even the little yeah. care guides like you when you go to a pet smart you'll see there's a whole yeah, bunch the little of, like, the pamphlets they are every last one of them is is bad and i <laughs> if i could throw them all away i would now how do you how do you deal with that? How do you intern like how do you sleep at night? No. There are definitely days where it's honestly really hard, but for every awful thing that is going on at PetSmart, it is good to you know be able to be there at the place where these things are happening. Yeah, And even if I can't save every animal in doing it, you know, besides just the ones I take in personally, I, I direct a lot of people away from the store and to the things that are better, you know, um, especially for like reptiles, I recommend, you know, ethical places to get reptiles that isn't pet smart. Or, you know, if I'm in the hamster sin, I talk to them about bin cages and not doing mm. yes. your toy lunchbox cage. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess I just. So it, it, at the end of the day, PetSmart exists and it's probably always going to exist. And you're, you know, you're there and you're making sure that at least for when you're there, the animals are well taken care of and you're doing what you can to help. Yeah, but that's like supply and demand. That's like if, if we say, oh, I'm going to work at a slaughterhouse because I know that I'll kill mm. the animals 
ethically. Like, I, I feel like at some point you can't just fall back on, oh, and not to, like, shit on your life, John, but, like, you, you know, there has to be a point where you say, like, I don't believe in this, and I can't put my name on that because if everyone, at the end of the day, if everyone did that, if every PetSmart employee was like, this, I'm not working at a store that sells small animals, we'd have some real change. So it's like, I don't know how to, how do you, how to balance that, but. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. I've, I've definitely thought about it on more than one occasion about leaving for that reason. Um, it's tough yeah, but right then now. On the flip side, if he does leave and PetSmart is still there, then they're losing this at like the one singular person that actually cares. And then that little girl that goes down the aisle with her critter trail, her hamster's going to live in a critter trail now because yeah, John wasn't there yeah. to tell her. Yeah. And I understand to. that. But like you wouldn't train for an AKC, AKC Rottweiler breeder. I wouldn't train for the, <laughs> you know, like if they want to hire you or um, a person that like, and if they don't hire you, they're going to get a different trainer who might use aversive techniques, but you still can't put your name on something you don't believe in. Mm. Cause, cause at the end of the day, you wouldn't recommend your service. Like, it's not like somebody's going to, and you struggled with this, I think, in your old job, right? Like, if you wouldn't, you know, recommend somebody to. Yeah, your... to the place. That, that's true. That's a good point. There are a few places I worked where I do, like, dog stuff, John. Okay. Um, like, daycares and things like that. And there are a few places that I would not recommend. I wouldn't send my own dog to it. And I wouldn't recommend it to a client. So then I was like, why am I working here if I wouldn't recommend it or send my own dog? You know? Um, but I also felt the same way. At least when I'm here, I'm treating the dogs this way. And I know that when I'm here, regardless, this place exists. But when I'm here, I know that at least everything is taken care of. You know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, what's the word? Dichotomy. Dichotomy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dichotomy. Now, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the other staff members in terms of care. You know, what goes into feeding times and cleaning and everything like that, making sure their water bottles aren't tipped over, making sure the wheels are spinning. Because me, Sarah and I have had pet mice and literally every single time we walk past the tank, we're fixing a wheel or we're fixing, we're moving bedding out of the water. Literally a full-time job with three pet mice. So I, how do you manage that? Um, yeah. Well, for one thing, it, it, really depends on who's working right now you know i'm lucky that all my pet care colleagues we see something wrong or everything is fed and watered at all times um PetSmart has like their own official like feeding guides and everything but we don't personally follow them 
We have had an employee in the past who was really bad about leaving animals unfed, unwatered. Can you talk and, a little bit about that? Yeah. As much as I would like to say this person was fired for that, they actually left on their own accord, which is unfortunate, but the the company was aware. Um, the person trying to get her fired is the person who oversees pet care. The person who refused to fire her was the store manager. And and how do you just forget to feed? You don't. You're lazy. You're too busy texting or doing something else when you should be taking care of animals. Now, do you have, uh, I've heard that you have a, a whole hour before the store opens that you're, you're clocked in and that's when you're supposed to fix all the stuff. And then an hour after you close, is that true? Or is it more just like spot cleaning? It's both. Um, it's an hour before and usually a half an hour or to an hour after. Um, throughout the day, though, according to the, to the handbook, you're supposed to do one a day. So you do you know, your morning shift, everybody's fed and watered. You check midday and then in the closing shift, the same thing happens. Whenever I'm on, I pretty much just kind of float back and forth. Um, for instance, right now we have a chinchilla and... Because of COVID, you know, everyone needed to have the um, the special filters put in for the air conditioners, but PetSmart didn't want to pay for that. So it's been, you know, in the set high 70s in the store or the mid 70s, and that's way too hot for a chinchilla. So I keep switching out his, you know, cold chiller stone four or five times a day when I'm on shift. Hmm. Wow. It's just disgusting. So is there like a chart or anything? So is there like, does anybody have to mark off like initial or whatever? I fed the mice. I spot cleaned her cage. I, we full clean the cages once a week or whatever. Or is it kind of just, everyone's just kind of doing it and it's not real. There's no real record. There's a checklist and like, you know, each week, each day of the week has a specific like thing that's done. Um, Whenever I walk by or, you know, I change out water or food, I spot clean whatever enclosure it is just to get, you know, whatever's there. But one day a week is birds. One day a week is, you know, mammals. One day a week will be reptiles. Okay. But, but it doesn't, like, if I fed the mice and somebody else comes in for shift, or let's say I'm supposed to feed the mice. I didn't. The second shift comes in. How do they know that I didn't feed them? Without looking in the bowl, they wouldn't. Um, okay. There is a chart in the back for like animals that need medication and, you know, observations for the isolated animals. But to tell you the truth, other than that, there isn't anything. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Have you ever had a customer come in, like a really sketchy customer, and you refuse to sell the animal to them? I am probably the biggest culprit for not selling animals at our store, to be perfectly honest. I, um, if I catch a whiff of anything I don't like, sometimes even if it's someone buying a product for an animal that we sell in our store, I won't sell it. It's not really how it's supposed to go, but generally speaking, the rule of thumb is if you don't feel comfortable with the animal sale, you do not have to make it. So how do you handle that? Do you just tell the person no? Do you handle it? Do you give it to another staff member to handle or like what do you do 
I tell them, no, I tell them you're, you know, we won't be selling you an animal. And then I tell my, the other people in pet care, the same thing, unfortunately. So, you know how like stores at the bottom of the receipt, they have like a review thing. Yeah. Like, so we recently started getting, because of that, a lot of bad reviews and the store manager is trying to put pressure on us to stop doing that and like getting mad at us. Like for instance, People want to buy a Pleco for their 10-gallon fish tank, and we'll tell them no. Hmm. And she's like, well, it's not worth the bad review, but you know, none of us are going to – it's bad enough we're working at PetSmart in the first place. We're not going to willfully murder animals, you know? Hmm. So have, has there been any altercations with customers when you tell them no, or are they mostly just like, oh, okay, whatever? Usually there's – usually when I tell them why – They understand. I've had exactly one time where a guy got in my face about it. (laughs) Um, Which animal? It was an anole, actually. You know, the what? An anole. They're a little green lizard. Uh, Um, Oh wait, those are cute. Like an iguana? Nope, they're really small. They're a little tropical lizard. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, They're communal, but he wanted to put it in a critter keeper to like live in the plastic like little carrier things yes like when you bring it to the vet in (laughs) yeah and i tried to explain to him you know all the care requirements and he said do you give this third degree to everybody who comes in to buy an animal and i told him yes i do and he called me the r word and left (laughs) wow and i was like okay good that's fine another time we had a customer um come in and my manager heard that one of the managers heard the day before they wanted to buy a snake or a sperm snake, a scorpion or a spider for a prank. And they wanted to put it on somebody's face while they were sleeping. So when he came in to buy said spider, I wouldn't sell it to him. But that day I ended up buying the spider myself because I was afraid that none of my coworkers were going to be yeah. as aggressively defensive over a spider as I was. That's how I actually ended up with our tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, I hate, I hate it. I agree. Do you think there will ever be, are, are animal sales like a major, what's the word? That's a good question. Yeah. Do, do you, do you make a lot of profit on the actual animal sales? To be honest with you, it's not the animal itself that makes the store money. Right. Right. So do you think there will be a day when we, when you don't sell? the actual animal i wish there was but the only reason the store sells the animal is so they can package you up with you know as much add-on stuff as they can you know wasn't there a time when they did stop selling small animals so as far as i know not while i've been working there but it's possible um i feel like there was because i remember abby there was i'm looking it up because it was like a huge deal, and then all the pets, like all the the tanks, were empty. There was a few years back, I think, a thing with Companion Pets, the company that produces the small mammals and birds. But it they ended up going back to them. So I mean, hmm, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Now, why why did they stop doing that? There was a huge issue. There was an ethical issue. Um. I don't know exactly what it was because I wasn't there at the time, but I've heard some stories about it where the company just was not 
doing the right thing as far as animal care. So I mean, if PetSmart was upset about how they were being treated, it must have been that. You were not wrong. Um, um, coronavirus. Did did you stop selling small ants, or um, didn't you close for a while? No, PetSmart was deemed essential because we sell animal food, which in a way makes sense. If you need to feed your lizard, you're gonna have a hard time going to Amazon to do it. But we also never stopped selling animals, which is mind blowing. But yeah. Okay, and what about like a holiday, like a Christmas, for example? You're closed on Christmas. Christmas Day, yes. So, who does somebody still go in to take care of the animals? Yeah, as far as I know, the store manager is responsible for going in on days like that to do it. Okay, and I just have so many questions. Um, where did okay? So the fish they breed, they get from a breeder. In okay, I guess. Have you ever been to the inside of these breeding places, or like, do you have any idea what they look like? I would give my left leg to go to see, especially the reptiles by Mac Place, because I have they give me such a bad feeling with some of the stuff we've gotten in from them. And is there any recourse for PetSmart in terms of you sold us this sick? lizard like give us another one or it's just kind of like you eat it so if they send an animal that's you know dead yeah generally speaking the company will have to send another one but the biggest problem is oftentimes they send you something and it's in the process of dying or getting sick so then so it's, it's hard like, to prove causation right and they're like well you guys just aren't taking care of it right and it's like well you know we suspect a lot of us suspect what it's like here. And there was a PETA investigation into Charles by Mac, but it's tough. Really? There was. I'm going to look it up. But it's tough to trust PETA completely, to be honest, just because they also can be a little out there with what they do and say. That's definitely true, but their undercover investigations are... Um, are pretty, pretty, pretty valid. I mean, the headline will be like, Reptiles by Mac is, you know, feeding live infant babies to blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Like, the headline will be crazy, but the actual, like, evidence, it, it is what it is, you know? Right. Yeah, I, 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 um, I saw it, the video of it, and I was so sick, I came home. Oh, and my I told God. I'm looking my wife, I'm like, I think I have to quit. And we talked about it and we just, you know, it's hard to tell because I do absolutely believe that this place is a puppy mill, but I, I can't, I wish that PetSmart would let me go in there and investigate because I, I can't believe that, you know, I guess the FDA was who would be responsible doesn't do something about it. No, they don't give a frick about anything. Um, do you sell feeders? We don't. Uh, I know Petco does, but most PetSmarts, at least that I know of, don't carry feeders. And we also won't sell our fancy mice as feeders. So if somebody says, um, I want to feed my snake this, you you won't sell them? No, we will not. And what 
Is there, I mean, I'm sure somebody comes in and is like, can I get a mouse? Are you, do you say no, because obviously they don't want a pet because they're asking you to just go get them a mouse or is it kind of like, don't ask, don't tell. So whenever someone comes in to buy any animal, I ask them if they know about the care and then I kind of poke and prod about it. Generally speaking, you know, if somebody's a really good liar, they might get one over on you, but I feel like someone who is coming in there with honest intentions is going to know the care pretty well. And someone who's not is going to be caught off guard being questioned like that. Now, are you against breeding in general? I think it's, this is a really hard question because for the most part, to be perfectly honest, absolutely. Um, I think that the way we've let the animal trade, I mean, even with dogs, it's, it's kind of insane how negatively it's impacted them. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, the ball pythons we've been getting in from this company, ball pythons are like, like they're like the pugs of the snake world. They're super overbred and they have tons of health problems. Interesting. Um, someone brought one as, as return. They brought it home because they wanted to be cool and have a snake. I don't know who sold it to them, but her name was Navi. I took her home, spent about six months trying to get her to eat. And unfortunately, eventually she just passed. Why would it, do they not eat if they're like stressed or what? When I got her, she was covered in stuck shed and was pretty much next to death. And yeah, if their conditions aren't just right, ball pythons are notorious for being picky eaters. So what do they need? What would be like a ideal setup? Because I'm looking at pictures of them now. They look like they're pretty big. They, they do get pretty big. Um, you want at least a 40-gallon tank. Minimum. Bigger, yes. Wow. Bigger is better. Okay. And you want you know a 60% humidity gradient. At pretty much all times with some spikes, you want a basking spot that's around 90 to 95 and ambient temperatures in the 80s. Um, yes, yeah, I'm on. This is interesting. I'm on the PetSmart. Oh, no, this is Petco. This is Petco. Never mind. I'm sorry. It's not any better. <laughs> if you're looking at the, the pet care thing, it's not any better. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, because it just said 20 gallon. Um, 20. Yeah. Yep. I mean, PetSmart and Petco don't even carry, with the exception of fish tanks, tanks bigger than 40 gallons. My bearded dragon, you know, she's almost two feet long. And the proper enclosure, they say, is a 40-gallon tank, which is 18 inches wide. So in order to turn around in that, she would literally have to, you know, bend her tail. Do you sell hermit crabs? We do. You want to talk a little bit about those? or? I can. I don't know nearly enough about hermit crabs to talk a lot about it. I will say those beta fish, goldfish, and well, pretty much everybody in the reptile department are all like some of the most abused animals in the pet mm-hmm. care industry, I think. Yeah. So where do the, do the hermit crabs come up with the reptiles or the fish or where are they coming from? They come with the fish usually. And are they, are there a lot of dead ones? They, it varies in how long they last, but they don't live very long usually, no. Yeah, see, in the wild, their lifespan is like 30 plus years. Yep. 
hermit crabs don't breed in captivity, so they're all like captured. Um, do a lot of people buy like the wire cages for them or the plastic ones? A ton of people buy the a ton of people will buy the little critter keeper things. Mm. And the problem, one of the biggest problems is, you know, I can tell you all day long what you should and shouldn't buy. I can't deny you a sale of an item. I can deny an animal, but I can't deny an item. Mm. So I try to approach it more friendly than I do with animals. And I'm like, you know, you shouldn't buy this for X, Y, Z reasons, but there's not a whole lot of, little room for us to say oh well the company is just bad and you shouldn't buy these things from them not that i don't say that you need a new job i think i do i really do have you you should um see if is hiring really great in that they do only you know adoptions they don't yeah that is nice they breed their fish but the owners are like super into fish they're like fish people i guess so, I mean, it, it's, and they're beta, have you, have you seen their beta setups? Yeah, they're really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's different, but speaking of betas, how often do you feed the betas? At the store, they're fed twice a week, is the rule of thumb. So, the fish, like, do they die frequently? We actually just lost pretty much our entire fish wall because of an issue with our system. Um, the beta fish, it always amazes me how resilient they actually are because they get, you know, a bi-weekly water change and fed, but we don't find an awful lot of dead ones. And as much as, you know, that's surprising, it's also unfortunate that they're so resilient because it's part of the reason why they are so widely abused. I gotta say, every time I go into a pet store... I see like at least five dead ones. It's not uncommon. And in that when you walk into the pet store, the person, you know, is doing everything they're doing. They don't necessarily notice, especially with fish who are all dead, unfortunately, especially in the tanks. But yeah. Okay. If you could speak directly to the public, what would you say? For one thing, I would say, please don't buy an animal without doing the research. And I would also say, please get your animals from somewhere that isn't PetSmart. And please open up an investigation into all the companies that places like PetSmart supply their animals from. Love that. And specifically about the animals that are sold at PetSmart, what would you want? What would be the number one thing you'd want people to know? See, this this is kind of going back to the dichotomy thing we were talking about earlier, because it's like on the one hand, you don't want PetSmart to, you know, to get anything out of this. But at the same time, the animals at the store really don't deserve to have the negative repercussions for PetSmart being an awful company. You know what I mean? Me and Abby always talk about. It's the basic principle of supply and demand, for sure. Or, well, me and Abby disagree on this. Um, we don't really. Well, because it's like, obviously, obviously, supply and demand, yeah, stop buying them, they're going to stop supplying them, okay. But for that specific animal, like, we're just saying, we're just saying, sorry, you got to be a martyr without you choosing to do that. No. If there's an animal dying in PetSmart, I'm going to, I'm going to try to buy it. 
even if I'm paying them $10. If there's one dying, yeah. But we don't, like, it's not, it's not prudent to go in and buy, you know, a hamster just because it's going to live in a critter trail. I don't know, man. It's like the whole puppy store. It's like, it's like, I could talk about this for hours. I know, seriously. So, so the cage, so overall, if you had to describe the habitats of where, of what, of these animals in the stores, can you just describe them in a few, you know? I think a lot of them are tiny, overcrowded, and poorly put together. I just thought of another question. Yeah. What do you do if an animal doesn't get bought and it's just like there? Like a hamster. Yeah, like- There's a, you get a hamster as a baby. Nobody buys it. And then obviously it's not being social. Is, is socialization part of the checklist? Mm. Are you like, do you have to handle them daily or is that not part of it? You don't. And a lot of people don't. To tell you the truth, I am, I'm really big into reptiles as, as we can probably guess from the whole thing. So I'm like the only person who on a daily basis, I handle every single, every animal I can get to come to me or, you know, handle without stressing out. I do. And I think that if they're going to be pets, you know, not every animal is meant to be held, but at the same time, they're going to be stressed a lot less when they eventually get to a home if they have interaction with somebody, even if it's just a few minutes of me, you know, when I'm on shift. Yeah. But no, definitely not part of the the agenda. So like for hamsters, for example, say no one handled a hamster. No one buys this hamster. She's there for two months. She's going to have behavioral issues and not like want to be held. Nobody's going to want to buy this hamster. Now it's an adult biting hamster. What do you do with it? To be honest with you, we've never had that issue with a hamster. What um, about like another ma- another small mammal? A gerbil. A rat. I don't know if you sell rats. A, a guinea pig. Well, no, we've never had any of our mammals get to a point where they don't get sold. That does happen with reptiles, though, because they basically just get too big for the enclosure. Yeah. So what happens if like your ball python, for example, just like well, grows? And now it's too big. To be honest, the ball pythons come too big for those enclosures, but that's another tangent. But <laughs> generally, one of us takes them home. In fact, all, exclusively one of us takes them home. They become adoptable. They go in the back. Either one of us takes them home or someone. Anytime you go into a pet smart, you can ask them if there are adoptable animals in the back. And Nobody's ever had any for me. Our pet smart sometimes does, but again... I'm assuming not all pet smarts are the same. Sarah got a hamster, an adoptable hamster when she was little, because her dad said, what is the cheapest one? (laughs) Sugar. She was albino. Oh. Yeah, she's my first hamster. So do you ever euthanize them? Personally, no. Um, I know that sometimes they go to the vet if they're, like, sick and there's nothing else that can be done. But there's never been a situation live in at PetSmart where it's been like, oh, you're you're too big and we don't know what to do with you. 
Hmm. Um, I can't guarantee that doesn't happen or that it's never happened. But as long as I've been there, I've never seen that happen. What's the worst thing that you've seen while working at PetSmart? Like you open a box of hamsters and one is eaten. You, I don't know, something like that. I mean, there's, there's, it's not uncommon to see two, you know, two hamsters fight and then one of them kill each other because of course they're kept in pairs for some stupid reason. But to be honest with you, the worst has been getting reptiles from the place we do and having them come in sick and spending, you know, weeks or months trying to get them to eat, trying to save them for, you know, one reason or another, and then to have them like just not make it. It's, it's you know, it's unpleasant and messy to, to find, you know, a hamster killing another hamster, but like to, to go through the whole rehab process and have it fail is always really heartbreaking. Yeah. We don't want to take up too much of your time. We really appreciate this. And I think we're providing a lot of people with a lot of great information. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I think that this was really helpful and I think people will listen to this and hopefully choose to go elsewhere um, or at the very least, at least research things. Um, So thanks.